We do have Mr. Leon Lowe online. He's the executive director at Free Market. Leon, good morning. Okay, we still, I uh, think we're still trying to get hold of him. Oh, he is on. Uh, anyways, so he's the executive director at Free Market. And uh, yes, so I think all of us will be in support and will rally behind free data. It makes a world of a difference. At the same time, also, you know, in, as part of your contract packages, most people nowadays would prefer having more data than minutes or SMSs because you can WhatsApp call, for instance, right? So we, most people will prefer having uh, more data to their um, to their contracts and their and their packages. So yes, uh, well, data must fall is probably a solid, solid way to reignite South Africa. Well, but speaking to us this morning is Mr. Leon Lowe, Executive Director at Free Market. Good morning, Leon. Good morning uh, to you and the listeners. How are you doing? I'm doing well indeed, thank you. I hope you, are, hope you are too. Well, I think we can be better. Well, Black Friday passed, Cyber Monday also passed, but we're still reeling with uh, the hike in data prices. Data must fall is something that you're championing. Why? Yes, no, I'm not championing it. I would like data to fall. I'm a big data user. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think data must fall is a very confused idea. Okay. It's very popular, of course, but I don't think it's uh, sensible. It's like, you know, having a protest saying food must fall or clouds must fall. or mm-hmm. You know, it's like wanting free food or free uh, clothing or free furniture or free petrol or Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. So, so the idea that data should be free mm-hmm. or data should be cheaper mm-hmm. is the same as you know, just apply it to anything else, and then you can start saying, well, does it really make much sense? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we might say food in restaurants is too expensive. What we need is a movement to make restaurant food cheaper and to supply restaurant food to poor people and so on. You know, it's just data is a kind of a a thing where we uh, don't realize that it's just the same as anything else we buy Mm -hmm. and it must be subject to the same conditions. I would like the price of everything to fall. Data is just simply one of them. Right, right. But I don't think that you need to... Uh, have a campaign like data must fall mm. it's for the same reason you don't have a campaign saying food must fall mm-hmm. well would you agree though that uh, prices are over exaggerated comparatively to other countries like Nigeria and uh, uh, you know, other parts of Africa well there are a couple of things to understand uh, yes prices are actually world prices on average, Mm -hmm. uh, our data prices are about average. Uh, If you choose very carefully, select a few countries, you could say it's cheaper in that country or cheaper in another country. Um, So let's understand that one of the issues we have in South Africa is firstly, let's understand that uh, our telecom system in South Africa, our cell phone system, Mm -hmm. our broadband system, is one of the most incredible post-apartheid success stories. Mm -hmm. Uh, Our network is the same age as South Africa, 1994. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we now have more than one cell phone per South African citizen. Mm -hmm. That's because some people have two or three. And a very, very few people don't have. So basically everyone in South Africa wants to have a cell phone. Mm-hmm. And uh, we now have one of the highest coverage rates in the world. It's 90, uh, nearly 100%, 98, 99% 
for 2G, which is the older uh, type of phone, and uh, and up to you know over 90% for even 4G. Mm-hmm. So South Africa is a, a fantastic success story, mm-hmm. and uh, we need to say to ourselves, well, do we really want to mess with that? Well, yes, we do. We want the prices to be lower, and we want the prices to be lower than they can reasonably be uh, for most countries. Now, let's understand Nigeria. Uh, I don't know if anyone has been to Nigeria. Of course, some of your listeners have. I have. Mm-hmm. I've done consulting work for the Nigerian government. And the coverage there is very bad, and the quality there is very bad, and the biggest provider is, in fact, one of ours, mm. uh, MTN. And um, so what makes it cheaper in Nigeria? Well, it's not necessarily cheaper. You see, the right. phrase cheaper has got to be carefully understood. How much does data actually cost in South Africa? Mm-hmm. Uh, and nobody really knows because it depends on which deal you have, which package you have, which cell prone provider you have. Mm-hmm. So what you can do is take our most expensive data, which is when you run out of data and you have a top-up mm-hmm. on a contract that's expensive, mm-hmm. Um, but if you go, for example, to sell C or you go to Rain or you go to one of those and you find their cheapest package, mm-hmm. then you find it's actually cheaper than the average for Nigeria. So when you see these people comparing mm-hmm. one country with another country, you've got to say to yourself, what exactly are they talking about? Mm-hmm. You know, what is the price of a gig, say, or half a gig, which most people actually buy a few megabytes, Mm -hmm. but let's say one gig, it's a nice round number. Uh, Many countries don't have a gig at all as an option. Right. But if you go, if you say, what is the gig in South Africa? Well, nobody really can tell you. Mm -hmm. You can't tell me what is a gig in South Africa. You buy data, yeah, each of the listeners does, or most of them do. Mm -hmm. So... The first thing to understand is these comparisons are very dodgy, very mm-hmm. dubious. We've got to wonder who really made it and why did they choose that particular country. Mm-hmm. Having said that, I do want to say data is more expensive in South Africa than it needs to be mm-hmm. for a reason that very few people think about. Right. And that is that we don't have spectrum, meaning radio waves. Now, what that means is that our companies, which invest billions of rands a year, um, you know, in fact, um, MTN undertook in the President's Investment Conference to invest another 50 billion mm-hmm. over the next few years, uh, billions and billions of rands building what are called base stations, or most people will call towers, mm-hmm. uh, the radio towers, the wireless towers. Mm-hmm. Now, we build those all over the country. That's amazing, Mm -hmm. absolutely amazing. However, the government, because of inefficiency and incompetence, in fact, the government went to court with itself. Ikasa and the minister had a dispute over the allocation of radio waves. Mm -hmm. The result is that we don't have enough radio waves, and the result of that is that we have to build extra radio stations. Now, those are the real cost. Mm-hmm. And it's, the tower is one thing, but it's the cables to the tower and the power supplies and the batteries and and the generators that have to build, be built with each tower so they work when there's load shedding. Mm-hmm. Now, to, to put it very simply, 
if you had more radio waves, if the spectrum was released, mm-hmm. uh, which it hasn't been, it's been held back. So there's wasted spectrum. Right. Then, for example, in Santon or Cape Town, where most of your listeners are, mm-hmm. instead of one tower serving, for example, the inner city of Cape Town, you now have to maybe build three. Right. Because you, uh, you can't have enough radio waves. They mm-hmm. are used up by what's called digital migration hasn't taken place, which means basically the SABC is no, has not gone to technology that uses less radio waves and releases radio waves for cell phones. Mm-hmm. So what happens is, and then in rural areas, say in the middle of KZN or the Karoo or somewhere, um, instead of being able to have two or three companies using sharing one tower, mm-hmm. they're not allowed to. It's called collusion, sure. which is really silly. So they could cut the price by building one instead of two or three towers. Mm-hmm. And then they wouldn't have to do the last thing. It's all very technical, unfortunately, for listeners. But they have to do what's called refarming. In other words, they have to reallocate a tower's wavelengths from slow waves or, or, or um, low low cost waves, mm-hmm. 2G or Edge or whatever, sure. in order to be able to put in 4G. So they mm. can't run the whole range of wavelengths from one tower. Right. Which means, again, it's much more expensive. So it's a long way of saying, mm-hmm. yes, wave, it could be cheaper in South Africa if the companies were not throttled with uh, not being able to access what's called spectrum or mm-hmm. wavelengths, radio waves. Sure, absolutely. And so uh, it's a long way of saying it could be cheaper, mm-hmm. but not much. It could be, it's not fantastic. Uh, it's like food could be cheaper if, you know, for example, it was closer to farms or something like that. Mm-hmm. So we could have cheaper uh, data. But the idea that it could be hugely cheaper or substantially cheaper and have good quality mm-hmm. and have good coverage, mm-hmm. well, that's actually just simply, you know, people who don't understand how it works. That would be in, you know, contradiction to the Competition Commission actually stipulating companies like Vodacom to MTN to slash their data prices by between 30 to 50 percent. Well, would you say then it's not justified to do so? Well, I'm I'm afraid to say the Competition Commission really does has revealed its extraordinary ignorance about how such things work. Right. Uh, they don't base it on any understanding of the technology. They they really should have kept quiet. Firstly, the Competition Commission doesn't have the power to fix prices. Right. It's it's probably acted if it tries to enforce this. It will be taken to court and it will be ruled by the court to have acted in what's called in law ultra vires. In other words, it is not a price controller. Mm-hmm. It can control competition. In other words, it could say they've been colluding. Well, right. it hasn't said that. Mm-hmm. Or it could be saying they've acted in an anti-competitive way in some way. Right. Well, they haven't said that. Mm-hmm. They've simply said they must cut their prices. They think their prices are too high. Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't have that ability. It's a competition commission, not a price controller. All right. So number one is it doesn't even seem to know what its own powers and functions are. Mm. Number two is it doesn't seem to know how 
pricing works. Uh, right. You know, you'd expect them to understand the price mechanism, mm-hmm. which is that as long as there's full competition, by which we mean in South Africa, there's six network providers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Rain and Liquid and Vodacom and, and, and MTN and mm-hmm. Telcom and Celsi. And they, um, and they are, as far as anyone can tell, in full and free competition with each other. Right. Uh, that's like saying, you know, Woolworths prices are too high compared to ShopRite, for mm-hmm. example. And then, you know, the Competition Commission saying, no, Woolworths, you must lower your prices. Well, no, if you don't like Woolworths prices, go to ShopRite uh-huh. or the other way around. Right. And so we, this Competition Commission, I'm afraid, has, has made a fool of itself. And mm-hmm. it will be known, it will be shown, and uh, it will be exposed. And uh, it's not only revealed ignorance, uh-huh about how these things work, ignorance about worldwide pricing, Mm -hmm. ignorance about how you compare prices. Mm. Now, let me just give you an example of that. My contract for the phone I'm talking on now Mm -hmm. gives me four free gigabytes Mm -hmm. per month. I never use anything like that much. Mm -hmm. But nonetheless, my gigs are quote, free, unquote. Well, of course, they're not really free. They come as part of a contract. Correct. Now, my daughter, for example, and my wife do not have a contract. They Mm -hmm. buy data over the counter. Okay. They found ways of getting cheaper or more expensive data Mm. month to month. Right. None of them pay the amount the Competition Commission talks about. Okay. And and my daughter used to live in Ghana. Mm -hmm. She's an engineer. Uh, working as a mining engineer in Ghana, and she used to buy data there too. Okay. Except that there weren't many places she could use it because they have bad coverage and bad mm. quality and and low technology. So the Competition Commission has not said a word about whether the market is competitive, not said a word about the lack of spectrum that drives the price up, Mm-hmm. Not said a word about the fantastic coverage South Africa has. Right. And uh, there are other little things, by the way, I could mention. You mm-hmm. you probably have a, a mobile phone or cell mm-hmm. phone. Our handsets are subsidized here by the providers. Quite why is not, uh, you know, is, is interesting. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, we pay cost or less than cost for handsets, and the money is recovered in the sale of data and airtime. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just the way the market has operated here, and there are probably reasons for that, although I've studied the thing quite closely and it's not clear to me why we do that. Mm-hmm. So the handsets here are much cheaper than they are, say, in Nigeria or India. Mm-hmm. And the other thing about Nigeria, by the way, it's a federation, uh, meaning that the, the prices are not uniform and government is not uniform and things differ from one state to another, as in India, for example. So once I looked into the so-called, what they say the prices in Nigeria or in India, I looked at India particularly, which was said to have the cheapest. Mm-hmm. It turned out to be one city with one company uh, selling for a loss in order to get into the market. So it wasn't the price, you know, in Hyderabad or the price in Delhi, but the price in Jaipur, you mm. see. So you've, the Competition Commission, I'm afraid, 
don't really know, and it sounds like a strong thing to say about them, but they don't really know what they're talking about in this matter. They've really made fools of themselves, and they are going to be suitably embarrassed mm-hmm. as the debate unfolds and as um, as they probably, if they try to proceed, they'll go to court and the chances are they'll lose. Absolutely. Well, let, let's unpack market competition itself. What what gives rise to um, uh, you know emerging companies filtering through this type of competition? What sets the standard? Yes. Well, what what um, competition theory is an important branch of law. It's like in medicine, you know, mm-hmm. eye surgery is a different branch from say heart surgery. Right. So in economic theory. There are different branches, labor theory, and there's, there's price theory, and there's capital theory, and so on. So competition theory is a particular branch of economics, mm-hmm. and uh, you can have different competition theories. For example, one says that if there's so-called market dominance, mm-hmm. which is the market share approach, then there's the market behavior approach. In other words... What do companies do? Do they collude and how do they form prices? And do they try and sign exclusive agreements and say shopping centers and so on? Mm-hmm. So that's market behavior. And then there is contestability theory. Contestability theory is the one that makes most sense. It merely says, is the market contestable? Is anybody free to enter? And let's use a small town example. If you go to to Daar or to you know um, um, some town near Cape Town, mm-hmm. um, Ceres, for example, now there may in a small town be only one bank. Okay, mm-hmm. so you might say, "Goodness me, this bank's a monopoly." <laughs> but what makes the bank behave efficiently mm-hmm. is the fear of another bank coming. Right. In other words, contestability. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what its market share is, and if it misbehaves itself, if its behavior is wrong, well, then it's going to have a competitor, another bank opening. Mm-hmm. And the same is true of a doctor or a vet or a restaurant or anything else, like mm-hmm. in a little town where I sometimes visit for birding reasons called Vakastrum, there's one pub, mm-hmm. and only one pub. Well, you, could, you know, it behaves itself very well indeed, and cuts, you know, has price it tells you that the prices are down on a certain day and they've got specials on the go. Why does it behave competitively? Well, the answer is it doesn't want anyone else to open a pub. Right. Now, let's apply that to cell phones. Mm-hmm. Our cell phone market started with the government creating what's called in economics a duopoly. Mm-hmm. It's a monopoly for two, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. A tuopoly, let's call it. They gave a license to Vodacom and MTN, no one else. So right. there were just two. Now, that's something we opposed in my organization, the Free Market Foundation. We wanted free competition, free entry. Right. What's happened with South African Airways is that the government used to have a monopoly, 100% nearly. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few uh, little small routes were allowed here and there for private plans, mm-hmm. but essentially nearly 100% for South African Airways. Then it declared open skies. It allowed competition. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, SA Airways didn't behave competitively and lost, and basically now is insolvent and in what's called business rescue, and mm-hmm. that's probably just a short 
distance away now from being wound up. Mm-hmm. Now, in uh, Vodacom and MTN, they competed and might have colluded. Nobody really knows. They were never charged or accused of collusion. As far as we know, they competed. Mm-hmm. So the market was, and it's a long way again for the listeners of saying, competitive. Mm-hmm. In other words, each of them was trying desperately to find a way of getting more customers and behave competitively. And they might have done that by lowering airtime costs or uh, SMS costs or mm-hmm. ra- you know, or lowering data or raising data. So they try and find their own mix mm-hmm. to beat each other. Right. Then the government allowed two more, uh, Telcom and Celsi. Mm-hmm. And... Um, but the government didn't allow them to enter into cooperative deals with each other. It calls that, the Competition Commission calls that collusion. Mm. Whereas most of us would think it's cooperation. It's like you in a radio station sharing your transmission technology with another radio station to cut costs. Right. The government says, no, no, you can't do that. That's collusion. You, you would call it joint venture or yeah. cooperation or mm-hmm. something, you see. Sure. So, 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 competition theory—the kind of competition theory that makes most sense to me—is uh-huh. contestability theory. That, unfortunately, is not the view of the Competition Commission. Mm. I don't think it even knows what contestability theory <laughs> is, because it's never ever referred to it, never mentioned it right. as 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 the method by which you ensure competition. It refers to market dominance, mm-hmm. in other words, a big share, and market conduct. In other words, how you do your your, your um, marketing. Right. Now, let's just go quickly to dominance. Mm-hmm. When it interferes with market share or market dominance, it's not really interfering with the supplier. Mm. Think of this now. Say, for example, they say to you, you've got too many listeners mm-hmm. and your competitor uh, somewhere maybe doesn't have as many listeners. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the listeners who choose to listen to this radio station or another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, just as it is, the if everyone chooses to buy their you know shoes at Edgar's or Shoprite or something, there or Macro, then you can't blame the supplier. Sure. You must blame the consumer. Mm-hmm. Consumers decide who supplies and how big they are, or sure. what market share they have. Mm-hmm. And so, contestability theory says you should never even bother with market share. And if a hundred, if all consumers decide to listen to your radio station, every single one, well, that's that's the right of the consumers. Sure. We don't want the competition commission forcing them to listen to other radio stations. Mm. We don't want the competition commission forcing us to use other companies. Absolutely. And that, I'm afraid, is its policy. It, mm. it doesn't really understand. Economics of competition. Sure. Well, and uh, j- just before I let you off the hook, man, I'm really enjoying this um, this breakdown economics. You know, just for the common the common consumer that most of us are out there. In fact, um, I just like to know with regards to the the, the, the reality of the situation, leaving aside uh, you know the whole uh, business approach to competition, contestability theory, and the whole economics behind it. Moving into the uh, the social altruistic space, if I may. Do you think yeah. the government should come up with free public Wi-Fi like certain areas in Cape Town, which they've been trying to, you know, bring infrastructure through um, uh, and and uh, in, in order to empower communities, you know, regardless of uh, 
um, the, the ongoing process of competition between big companies like Vodacom and MTN? Yes, I think the government should try to provide, as it does, free roads and you know free sewers and free water supplies and so on to some people. Very little is free, even yeah. from the government. You know, yes. pensions are free and social grants, but we pay for water and pay for electricity and pay for refuse removal and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's correct. And what you want to do is for the government to lower the price of what we pay for. Mm-hmm. And, of course, also to allow competition, to mm-hmm. allow other people to supply electricity, for example. Correct. Uh, we should allow free competition in electricity and not have a government monopoly. Mm-hmm. Um, so so uh, there's nothing wrong with that. In terms, but what it can do mm-hmm. is allow competition. In other words, allow stop licensing six. Allow, as we do with airlines, allow anybody to enter the market and to compete with it, compete with the government. And uh, it, to provide services to the poor is one thing, but the problem with cell phones mm-hmm. is cell phones already are completely saturated even in the poorest communities so in 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 a sh- in a shack dwelling settlement mm-hmm. uh, you know the the poorest of the poor already have cell phones and already are receiving and paying for services so personally i think it's not a priority for the government i think it should deal with more important things, you know, seeing to our safety and security, mm. uh, seeing to to d- disease control, right. uh, seeing to education, for example, so and, and looking after needy people, unemployed people, or it should st- allow unemployed people to get jobs. So I would say that this is low on the government's list. If you and I were the city council of Johannesburg, or of Cape Town, sorry, we'd look around and say, what are the things that the poor are not getting Mm -hmm. that we'd like them to have? Right. They do already have data and cell phones. They're doing very well for themselves. Is Mm -hmm. that really the number one thing we should be spending our money on if we want to look after poor people? And the chances are we would not reach that conclusion. Mm -hmm. The chances are we would say that service delivery is more important. So let's rather, uh, uh, by service delivery, we mean things like roads without potholes and 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 safe drinking drinkable water right and and uh, and 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 sewage services instead of bucket toilets mm-hmm. so instead of having long drop pits and bucket toilets let's have waterborne sewage for the poor that would be a much more sensible thing for the government to 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 do and to look after if it wants to help poor people. Absolutely. Mr. Leon Lowe, it's been a pleasure chatting to you this morning. Thanks so much for debunking this whole competition commission. Uh, We're bringing a different perspective, at least for our common consumer listening out there. Have yourself a fabulous one. Yes, and you too, and the listeners. And uh, this is complex stuff, and I hope I've tried to... to, uh, Make it accessible to people who aren't specialists in the field. No, absolutely. Economy 101, back to universities where we're leaving in Mr. Lowe. Have yourself a good one. Take care. Bye. Thank you. And you and the listeners too. Bye. Uh- Mr. Leon Lowe there chatting to us, uh, the director, um, you know, for Free Market Foundation. Well, we have uh, some commercials to pay and we'll be back on the end of this. Keep it locked. The Voice of the Cape. 
91.3 FM Stereo.